0: that's 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 annoying yeah that doesn't sound good but sounds good i mean when when you get a good recording so um but yeah i really honestly have no agenda for for these shenanigans other than i said we should do a podcast and i like to like to actually you know talk to good people so um i'm just gonna kind of toss it out to you just kind of we'll see what happens um anything on your mind? Is there anything like, man, like if I had a soapbox, I would talk about this.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Where do I start? Uh, you know, this came up, uh, let's, let me toss this out to you. There's sure. a couple, there's a couple of things like, um, one is, uh, so Chris Chiena was texting me this morning about lemonade and their open source policy and his thoughts on it. We were sort of going back and forth, but he's better, he's he's gonna be, he's an expert on policy clauses and I'm not. But the other thing, so I was at, um, I was at Duck Creek Formation yesterday. Um, and there was a question that I got asked, actually all the panelists got asked, and, I, and, I, and I, I definitely hit a nerve with some folks in the audience. And they had basically said, you know, what can insurers do? And this will apply to agents too, to a certain degree. So how, how do insurers like participate in terms of all of these new companies that are popping up or all of these new technology companies, all these new startups? Well, you know, what does that mean? What does that mean for us? And I said, well, here's, here's what I, I really hope people stop doing. And it's creating a bunch of innovation groups at their companies. Okay. And, and and here's, and here's, well, and here's why. Um, So, and and let me know if I'm, let me know if I'm going too far off the reservation. So my last technology company where I ran product development, you have the same issues everywhere you go, right? You've got to, you've got to run the business, whether you're a software company, whether you're an agency, whether you're anybody, but you have to sort of look to what's next in the future Um, in terms of what's going to give you advantages to be successful. So from a technology perspective, software developers always hate working on support, but you got to do it. Um, You've got customers like they're, they're going to need things. They're going to need things fixed. That's very important. You got to keep the business going, but you got to peel off time to essentially you know, also look to the future and, and, what's, and what's new. What, what things should we be trying? You know, call it the so-called innovation wheel, um, you know, which is, you know, I def- always define that as, all right, you, you know, there, there's really only a chair. If you build a chair, there's, there's components that aren't going to change. But are there different ways to build the chair to make it, you know, fresh, give you an advantage? But we always used to have these internal battles in terms of, all right, who gets to work on the new stuff and who does support? And, it's this, and I see the same thing sort of happening at insurers where people who are directly involved with operations and business and underwriting are, are not part of these innovation groups, which are sort of peeled off on their own islands of people who are collecting pitch decks and having conversations. And it never triangulates back to um, the actual people who are doing the work operationally. And, and, and it wind up being dead ends. So, and that was the point I was sort of trying to make.
0: That's very interesting. So, let me hit you with this. Because I've, I've, I've kind of thought like, Hey, um, you know, when they work in that, that, that uh, traditional environment, like it's just going to be too slow. They're not getting anything done. But now you're saying that the fear of, because we've stuck them in the basement, or we've given them a, a little, you know, guest house in the back, um, that they're not, they're never coming back into the main house again and it's just not working. And so is there, is there, is there a way to, to do both or what? I mean, because I feel like once you do move back in, then you you're saddled by a whole nother set of issues and problems.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not an easy question, is it? It's, it's, uh, I think sometimes we worry um, so much about, you know, can we move fast? Can we be, can we be quick that it winds up crippling us and we never do anything and and there's, and we're not even willing to like, just look at small pieces or, or small Chunks to help with call it either operational efficiency or you know other things because every time someone thinks of innovation, they're like they think they're these huge global title shifts in the way we're going to run as a business, and and it doesn't have to be that way. Sometimes it's like let's take you know small problems, work on them because it'll lead to bigger and better things, and it's a way to kind of do it and manage it. I think. And again, this is just, you know, my opinion, but I and, and it's not easy either. But I think, you know, it has to be part of the DNA of of the company environment to have everyone participating in it and and to be part of of, of what you're doing. And in, rather than this group is responsible for it, it's like, how does everybody somehow uh, become responsible for it and have a hand in it. Like, that's why I think, you know, with smaller groups or smaller organizations, it is easier. So if you take, you know, an agency, they can, they can kind of look at this more holistically in terms of, all right, you know, we, we you know, we know what our shared goals are. Smaller groups, smaller teams always have a better understanding, I think, in terms of what are the shared goals and what are we all marching towards. Um, same for startup companies, right? Like the shared goal sometimes is usually, Hey, we just, we got to survive. We got to get to the end of the quarter or the end of the week or the end of the month and everything you do serves that, serves that goal. And in, in, when everything trickles down from those business goals, you know, where does, where does innovation play a role in that? Um, otherwise, and this was the thing that sort of rubbed the crowd, I think the wrong way a little bit. And I think I'm doing a better job of talking with you about it because I had three hours to reflect on this on a flight yesterday.
0: but Most people say
1: that to me, Alan, most people say that to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Uh, I, I feel like I could just unburden myself in this conversation,
0: Joey. Um, if
1: we could do anything, that,
0: that will be it. So yeah, we've accomplished something. So uh, anyway, I
1: think like, how do we, how do we avoid making it just a checkbox where we're like, Hey, the boss wants us to go explore, you know, innovation, new ways of doing things versus, how do we how do we make it part of how we operate as a business? Whether whether you're the coffee shop down the street, whether you're a startup technology company like me, or or whether you're an agency, or whether you're an insurer, and the, the scope of those problems are, are I get it they're they're different, but I think that's how you got to approach
0: it. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm just gonna throw this out there. I don't know. This might be just kind of me just being unrealistic and and, and a technology diva and the whole thing, but. Um, it, is it maybe a, a sense of a lack of true commitment? I, I like to use the analogy of, um, tolerance versus acceptance, right? It's like, Hey, we're going to tolerate this insured tech thing. We're going to give you your own little room and maybe some beanbags and you guys go have some fun. Um, but to truly accept it, to truly say, Hey, listen, um, you know, we're going to put you on a, uh, you're a tech guy on, I don't know like what a r- realistic sort of like implementation sort of schedule is. It's like, listen, every, every three months we're going to put this new feature here. Right. And just sort of have like your feet to the fire all the time. Like knowing yeah. that you basically it's like, I look at it, you know, it's like, like working on a deadline of publishing. Right. I, I don't know what, but it, this is going to go out this time. You know, we're going to record this podcast. It's going to go out this time. And, and um, it's just, there's, there's no, it's just kind of open-ended to maybe when something happens as opposed to saying, well, listen, yeah, I know we want to change the entire world of insurance, you know, at some point, but Um, let's just change like something tomorrow and then worry about 10 years.
1: Yeah. I, I don't, I don't disagree with that. I think, I I think it goes back. I think it goes back to that idea I might've introduced earlier. It's like you, you, there is this, uh, there is this feeling you have to, you have to be world changers to, to participate or to kind of do things to give, uh, to give yourself an edge. Like I, th- and, and that's what innovation I think is it, I think it's the pursuit of trying to do something differently to give yourself an edge and be competitive in the marketplace, no, no matter what you're doing. Um, you know, at our company, and I think I said this to you when we were in Milwaukee, or I might've said it to you at some point, like we sort of frown upon anyone here writing marketing material or tweeting or doing anything that's like disrupt. Uh, you know, blow up or you know whatever, like change the game, change the game, all all sorts of things like that. Because that's not what this team's really ever been about. My team, anyway, it's always been about solving problems. That if you if you solve them, you make everyone's life you make everyone's life easier. It's it's that efficiency problem. And uh, when you look at those, there's like a huge universe of little small things to work on, which in aggregate becomes more significant in terms of uh, everyone's day-to-day life, you know, from, you know, agency to, you know, to insurer. And and that's where we've always played really, really well. Um, there are also more manageable problems that you can, you can bite off and do things like we do. You know, we have goals. We try to ship new features every month. And most of the time, these features are you know, someone will message us through Kodiak and say, hey, it'd be great if I could do this, or have you looked at this? And and, and sometimes the things are just like super easy to do. And if, and if they are, and um, it makes sense, and it seems like, hey, I think a lot of people will use this, that we just, those things get out there immediately. Um, I think, you know, going back again to what I said before, there is this It's almost like analysis paralysis and you can get a bunch of people in a room and, and, and you don't take like, you got to take a small step first. You just can't, you know, none of us, you just can't run and and jump in the, the deep end um, because it's, it's just, it'll overwhelm you and you'll wind up doing nothing and you'll get, and you'll get frustrated. Um, And that's just our blueprint. I, again, I don't know if I'm, I, again, I don't know if I'm right or wrong, but I know that's what works for us.
0: Yeah. I mean, so this might be the most impossible question I've ever asked. So full disclosure on that, Alan, but Bro, I'm, this is amazing. Thank you. So you had mentioned, you had said, um, you guys like to roll out new features once a month now dialing it back even, even further, you know, you said, Hey, trying to be world changers, but if you solved one small problem every week, you would solve a pretty big problem after 52 weeks. Um, much like if you solved or rolled out a new feature once a month, um, you would probably do that on a moderate scale versus, you know, only once or twice a year kind of rolling out that thing. What the question I guess would be in your estimation, right? Like, is it possible to break it down into that small of a chunks to be able to have that direction to, 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 to take it so, uh, methodically. And so kind of, um, humbly, I don't know. I'm, I'm sure I'm, 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 missing a word that I'm, I'm not getting, but I think, you know what I'm saying is can that, can that, uh, ultimately get to And what do you think that is, right? What does that look like? Um, just in general for the, you know, like you said, it sounds like there's a little bit of a distaste for the, the kind of the, you, you know, the flamboyant, you know, innovation groups versus like, let's just roll our sleeves up, put some overalls on and actually do the thing. Yeah. I mean, there is for me. I mean,
1: I, at the end of the day, you do have to just, uh, it is, it's about the work, isn't it? About solving problems. And, and that doesn't mean we don't like tackling big problems, but I, you know, when you're asking that question, I was thinking my head went back to, uh, you know, when I was in grad school for computer science and believe it or not, one of the most like complex assignments I had was, and I'm not going to date myself with the year but it was more of an exercise of working with assembly programming language to give you an appreciation that uh you know how much easier java makes your life or c plus makes your life because that's what everyone was using at the time and to build a solitaire the game that everyone plays on windows or used to play on windows uh in assembly language and when I mean, you got the assignment it's just daunting and overwhelming but it was less an exercise in solving the problem with assembly than being able to break it down into parts that you could just, you could work on and not get overwhelmed with. And that's what all, like a computer scientist will tell you, that's how you have to solve all, you know, all problems. You've, you've got to start with chunks that you can manage. You know, there is a, there is a, a threat or, you know, it's like a, I describe this to Hanley as, uh, you know, it's it's like an oncoming alien invasion to annihilate us, but I don't think it's that extreme either. I think it's, you have to make all business decisions whether or not it makes sense for the business. And, you know, the other thing I said on the stage yesterday was, if you're going to work with a startup in particular, you are taking a chance. Um, even if it is a startup that has had other companies um, and successful other companies you're you're all it's it's a reset button when you get involved with a with a new company um and and there is risk and of course we are in an industry that you know we, we hate risk we avoid risk and i think it is okay to say that you know this isn't for us uh or it's not for us right now because you no know, we can't take this on right now because there's there's you know a percentage of likelihood or chance that at at this time you know this startup's not going to make it you know i'd rather see companies take a you know be ready to to work with startups when they're ready to commit and go in and and accept that you know a consequence to success might be might be failure rather than you know try to you know do things with that startup too early in in kind of like a petri dish isolated way that's not going to be meaningful for them or, or that, or that startup. And, and those are hard decisions to make. Um, but I think there's, there's, there's an honesty when you work with companies that way in terms of, you know, understanding that, you know, the, you know, you, everyone's working for a positive outcome, but, um, like the nature, the nature of startups, so you've, you've seen the same data I have. I mean, what is it, you know, eight out of 10, nine out of 10, um, you know, the, you know, probably are not going to make it in the current form that they're
0: in. I mean, and, and I think I've said this a lot, you know, owning who you are and what you do is going to probably serve you better than any piece of technology or like you said, partnership, that isn't a good fit. Right. And just people want to be something that they're not. Um, Last question. And it's a two-parter and what does that look like, right? For one, the agent agency, um, last weekend, I wrote my Sunday newsletter about, you know, kind of, uh, we had a, a question asked in the, our agency nation university community, like, Hey, where should I get started with insure And it, I found it interesting that they called it insure tech because I mean, it's really, I mean, it wasn't necessarily like what, you know, insure tech has become to be defined. Um, but, you know, how do I get started? The thing, what, what, what are the things that I should prioritize? What should I use first? You know, I only have so much, you know, budget available right. to me. Right. Um, what, what are the things that are going to make the biggest impact for my agency? And then two, what is, what does it look like? Just if we could, you know, just, just give a little nice, um, you know, kind of um, bro hug to the other insure tech uh, startups out there to, you know, kind of just remind everybody that listen, like we all, we need to be super practical in a certain way at some point in time. And, and what does that look like? Kind of those kind of marching orders for both, both people.
1: Yeah. So, you know, I, when I think of when I think of agencies in terms of even like size and scope, so we've got folks that we we know who are like you know two people shops out of Des Moines, Iowa, or. Um, Marlboro, Massachusetts, or, you know, very small family agencies in New Hampshire. And believe it or not, you know, when I think of my team, we sort of have to make the same decisions that those folks have to make when they're looking at, okay, what what do we care about in terms of new technology? And you have to kind of keep it in focus to, you know, what are the top two or three things we can do, you know, this month or this quarter? Um I think for an agency, they're looking at okay, technology that's going to help them, maybe manage tasks, or maybe help them sell, or, or, or you know, other things like that. Like, like recently, I had to make sort of the same decision in terms of you know how do I manage my leads in terms of of prospects. You know, I'm not going to pay, and you know, not to mention, you know, different names and of, of, of technology, but you know, you know, I got to care about price too, and I got to care about the size of the team and the seats and the subscriptions that I'm going to pay. So I think, you know, you know, one thing I do tell agencies are you do your own research on this, on this stuff. You, you don't have to, you don't have to always buy, you know, the same expensive reports that insurance CIOs do. Um, the the one thing agencies are really, really good at in terms of they're socially engaged online, you know, with, with different platforms. So do do your own research. And when you start to learn a little bit more about some of these companies that are out there and how they fit with those two or three goals, I think there's like a sense of uh, reality also starts to set in in terms of, uh, you, know, you know, who's doing real stuff out there and, and who's maybe a little bit earlier and it's more marketing than reality. Um, because
0: real quick, what, what, what's your biggest tell for for kind of spotting that as a as an insure tech guy?
1: Okay, so here's 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 a little here's a little startup secret. And I think I think this is something I was telling Hanley. I said, You ever notice like all startups we're all doing great, Joey, right? We're all doing amazing. Right. Yeah. We're all doing amazing. Everything is going according to plan. So I could tell you for my startup. It is a roller coaster every single day. It is a combination of wins and losses. And the team's goal every day is we finish with more wins than losses. So, you know, just a little, you know, kind of feedback in terms of when we see things like threat and panic and marketing bluster. Remember, marketing is about, um, you know, it's sometimes it's a highlight reel, of what's going on at the company, right? And it's always like, hey, we're doing this. And, and, and it's meant to be positive, but we've got the same challenges that any other small company has in terms of being successful. So, you know, it, just a little bit of objectivity there and, and, and ask Kodiak markets with a flair for theatrical as well. You know, we, we do the same thing, but insure tech startups. You know, it is highs and lows, you know, it is uh, not every day is is about putting W's, you know, across the scoreboard. And I think, you know, as an agency, keep that in mind as you read, you know, marketing copy um, from from anyone, because, you know, press releases, we all do press releases and they're all you know, they're all super positive And that's and that's great. But uh, you know, we have our struggles just like everybody else. So that's, that was, that was part, that was really long winded part one to your question. Uh, question one. And what was the, what was the, the second one again? It was about um, insured part, techs.
0: It's the serving notice to other insured techs of like, Hey, listen, like let's make sure we keep the eye on the ball sort of thing. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's like, it's like
1: everything you got to do. You got to do real, real stuff. And there are a lot of, I mean, uh, and, and by the way, I, One of the things I really enjoy most about being back in startup mode is like learning about other companies, researching other companies, getting to network with them in person, learning a little bit more Are their ways that we can uh, we can support each other's efforts. So, you know, I, you know, and I think, you know, those opportunities are always are going to remain, you know, exciting. But, you know, it's it's the same. It's the same thing. Like, it's all right to be a little bit, uh, you know. We're always afraid, and, and you know this is I say put Ask Kodiak in this loop too. You know we're always afraid to kind of show the warts and the scars a little bit because if a startup is perceived to have weaknesses, it you know it, it could be you know does it injure us in terms of raising money if that's your goal? Does it injure us in terms of getting customers? But it's part of the journey, and sometimes even the most interesting stories. If you're doing panels. If you're writing blogs, if you're tweeting, are about like the lows sometimes with the highs. Um, it's all right for everyone to know that we're human too, and and those are those are more compelling stories. Um, so I think it's all right. Maybe my message there is you know it's 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 all right not to have an air of of uh, indestructibility because uh, the reality is we're, we're not indestructible. <laughs> so um, and they make some more interesting stories sometimes.
0: Yeah, I completely agree with all that. And, uh, you know, I would, I would say uh, just my personal kind of observation of, of, of being around the tech kind of scene for the last couple of years. Um, the, the one thing that I always used as a barometer was who keeps showing up? You know, I mean, I, I feel like, you know, it's, it's not that hard. You know, we met, what, two years, three years ago at the first InsureTech Connect. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, if you're just around, like, if if they keep showing up, like, you know, they they can't be, they can't be that terrible of people because somebody would have found out by now, right? Like, they have to be doing at least halfway decent work because people keep letting them through the door. Um, and I just I don't I, maybe maybe we don't see those people. I don't know. Maybe there's people I don't know about, but I'm sure you run run across the same people over and over again. It's like, hey, I get to know that person a little bit more, and. Um, Maybe we need a little bit more of that, but yeah, I think
1: that look, I think that does matter. And I mean, I, maybe I'd ask you this question, um, you know, because your your perspective is going to be different than mine. Like, would you say, you know, three years ago, for somewhere between three and four years ago, when this, you know, when uh, I'll I'll do this for Hanley hashtag insured, you know, hashtag insuretech, right? Starts trending. You know, I, would you say today? You're, you're, you're able to look at it through kind of a more practical and objective discerning lens in terms of, you know, than maybe three years ago or four years ago where it's like, it's a little bit more unknown. Like we don't know, we, we see logos, we see websites, don't really know if there's something real there or not real there. And I think, you you know, would you, can you, can you approach it more now and say, you know, all right, you know, there's a lot more bluster I know who has substance and who doesn't. And I think, I don't know, for us over time, we've gotten there. I don't know if you feel the same.
0: Uh, that's a really good question. I mean, um, I, I feel of the, of the two between me and Ryan that I'm, I'm usually the more practical thinker. Uh, just, he, he tends to, he likes to, he likes to get excited about things and I just tend to not have a pulse most of the time. So that's, a, it's, it's very nice. Um, I think, um, I think, yes, i think, I think we're starting to to see you know that, that people um you know we thought we're going to change the world you know they you know they've either lost interest or you know we we, we kind of realized that they're just not on the right path um, and that for some reason, I feel like we're existing in this weird space right now where you know we've we've gone we've gotten through the hype right and it's like maybe dipping a little bit as far as like yeah it's still there um, and and maybe that's when 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 we're not people aren't paying attention to it as much. That's finally when somebody can actually focus in on what's you know kind of what we've been talking about, which really going to matter. And then you know maybe two years from now we actually see something from this period of where we're not just hyping things up and people are making decisions based on you know headlines and and uh, clickbait and all that good stuff. Yeah, I mean i
1: I agree. I mean, and I I think if you look at spending, I, there's different indicators. I think. You know, spending was really high globally in 2016 and 2017. I think it was, I think globally, it was, they were, they were South of $4 billion, but like 16 to 17, almost statistically was, was very similar in terms of spending in new companies. And I think that started to dip first quarter this year, which isn't, that's not to say like 18 is going to dip. But, you know, it's be curious to see where we are at the end of 2018, because, yeah, it is like once you get into whatever your startup journey is for a couple of years, you, you have to uh, you have to be a revenue generating business like that's you know, that's just that's the name of the game. No matter what you're like I said, you, whether you're selling lattes or you're, you're selling technology subscriptions or insurance policies like that's just that's just where it goes. And. And that's probably when more reality and objectivity um, sets in. But you know, uh, I think uh, the hype is dying down. But I think we've got, you know, I think there's still. What here's what's great, and I guess uh, maybe I'll as I'm as I'm meandering a little bit with my comments. I think the energy and enthusiasm for our industry that 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 uptick is a good thing overall. I mean, you're going to get hype with that, but I think. All of us want to feel like what we're doing matters and is important. Um, No matter what your career path is. Um, We get messages and, you know, on LinkedIn or Twitter all the time from, 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 from agents or even underwriters at insurers who, who see the technology headlines and they're worried, all right, am I going to have a career in five years? Because, um, you know, AI is going to replace everything um, based on what you're reading. And so all of us, and, and by the way, as a software developer, I can point to companies that claim that, you know, I'm going to be out of a job in five years because they can write code. Um, you know, it's it's you can point to any industry and and see an existential threat um, from, you know, futurists predicting things happening, which may or may not come to pass. But I think the enthusiasm back to my original point is good. I think that's good for all of us. But um, You know, do your own do your own homework on some of these companies. And and it's okay to ask hard questions because, um, you know, that's how you're going to get to the heart of the matter.